the Fire Within Podcast. You need a sustainable plan, the right mindset, and the knowledge and inspiration to stoke the fire within. Just like the Phoenix, you can burn your old habits, never turn back, and emerge completely anew. There are no shortcuts. Welcome, Fire Within community. This is the Fire Within Podcast, where we talk about all things health, fitness, and nutrition-related. I'm your host, Brandon, with my co-host, Joe. Hey, Brandon. How's it going? Good. We have a fun guest today. Her name is Brooke Eikens, and she's from Minnesota. <laughs> Nailed it with the last name there, so. Finally. That's the <laughs> only time I've ever gotten it right. Thanks for having me, yeah. Yeah, thanks for coming. So how did you end up here from Minnesota? I'm very happy to be here right now. I think it's snowing in Minnesota, or has recently, but grew up in Minnesota, went to school there, went to undergrad there, went to chiropractic school, and then after chiropractic school, just wanted to get out of the cold, honestly, so. We road tripped all around the southeast, um, looking for the best place to land, and just loved it here. Loved the people, loved the place, loved the community, loved kind of everything about it. So we just made the move on down, and have been here for just about a year now. So it's been awesome. Awesome. And then you had a big change. You found a, a new home recently. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we just moved. So I can't believe. Yeah, we've been here for a year. I can't believe we're already moving out of our first home into our second home, but yes. Yep. Now, was it crazy with all the like inventory shortage and all this crazy pandemic housing stuff? Did, did you have a nightmare situation and was it okay? It wasn't a nightmare, but it was definitely tough. Yes. I had to live on Zillow for weeks and, and as soon as we found something pop up, we just got on it. So we're just renting still. We're not buying. That made oh, it a little gotcha. bit easier. Yeah. yeah just renting. Even, even but right. it was hard to find. It was hard to find a spot. Yeah. Um, now in the studio, I was just drinking the soda water and I and there's been this thing on social media, the Sprite Challenge, where you're supposed to like chug an entire Sprite because mm. it's super fun. Let's see it. Let's see it. No, I was thinking, <laughs> I mean, would that be fun? Or it's just not really a visual medium, but we'd probably enjoy it. <laughs> It'd just be a lot of belching, I bet. <laughs> so. I've seen that. I have no interest in trying it. That's so. <laughs> all you. <laughs> now, are there any stereotypes about Minnesotians that... Not that bother me. No, most people just make fun of our accent, but... Yeah, like I, the the mom from Bobby's World. That's what I think. Yes, that's, that's true. Yeah. Don't you know? Don't you know, Bobby? It comes out every now and then, but <laughs> <laughs> it is very cold. That part is true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's the coldest you think it gets? Like negative twenty or something? Uh, I've had like negative forty. Yeah. How is yeah. that a thing? What is <laughs> eyeball advisory, man? We lived out there for four years, and the news says blink constantly because if you don't blink every twenty seconds, your cornea will freeze. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's yes, good fun. That's true. We've had, yeah, school canceled because of the cold, not even because of the snow. Wow. Super fun. Oh, my goodness. It's because it's unsafe to be outside. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. It's delightful. You walk outside in a crisp morning and you breathe in and all your nose hairs freeze solid. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you develop icicles on your eyebrows and super fun. That <laughs> just sounds horrible. Why, is it, why does anybody? It's not like... great. No, not good. <laughs> so what are the pros of Minnesota? The summers, yeah. yeah. You can't beat the summers. Definitely don't have the humidity like we do down here. And being the land of 10,000 lakes, it truly is. So lake life is big out there. Summers, getting out on the boat, the pontoon, tubing, water skiing, all that good stuff. It's definitely awesome during the summer. But anytime else, I'm good. Very cool. <laughs> My wife and I had a similar story of looking around for a great place to live and then settling on this. And I think there's so many transplants here. You just don't see mm -hmm. a lot of Minnesotans. It's normally New York or... Uh, yeah. Yes, New North York. Northeast in Chicago. general, but yeah, Michigan. We get a lot of Michigan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Were you a were you in were you a chiropractor in Minnesota, or did you start your practice when you came? I started my practice down here. Yeah, so I I graduated chiropractic school in Minnesota um, just last year, and then opened up right out of school here in Cary. So, do you have like practice people like before you get your degree, and you're like, oh, sorry, 
Sorry about that. I thought I did. <laughs> you do get lots of experience. You start out during school, you're practicing all your classmates. So everybody's in the same boat and um, doing a lot of practice, basically everything on them. So you gain some experience there. And then you get out in the field and do some internships. I definitely had some awesome mentors that I can practice on and then slowly start seeing kind of your own patients. So you definitely get a lot of practice before you graduate. Yes. Has anything ever gone wrong in any of these practice adjustments? Not terribly. No, <laughs> haven't killed anybody. No one well, went to the hospital. Well, paralyzed. Nothing crazy. in my neck. <laughs> no, nothing crazy like that. So knock on wood. Yeah. Um, so you're the first chiropractor we've had on. Cool. And I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like chiropractors have a lot of people that are like, they call them like quack, cracker, crack, quack, 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 Yeah. Whatever. I've heard that, that's another company. That's <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but there's where, why do you think the negative perception of chiropractors? Everybody that I've talked to that's used one has been pleased with the results, but there just seems to be like a negative stigma. Is it started by doctors, those jerks? No, I think <laughs> there's a wide range of types of chiropractors out there. And so there are there's bad chiropractors just like there's bad anything else. So I think some people truly do have a, a bad experience. There's the quick fix out there where it's just I'm going to crack you, send out the door, and, and there's some chiropractors for sure that kind of drag their patients along and keep them coming back. Some might be called like snake oil sales salesman. I'm just going to sell you all the stuff and keep you, com keep you coming back. But in general, there's also a lot of good ones out there. So now I'm a huge history buff and I do all kinds of reading and, and listening to podcasts and stuff. It's like a Google expert on history, yeah. but a much more qualified expert in nutrition and fitness. But they, they were saying that a lot of this alternative medicine, negative stigma came from the rise of the pharmaceutical companies and, and the Rockefellers. And what happened was they started buying out alternative practices and then starting smear campaigns against them. So that kind of started back with the Rockefeller. It may have been, really? and I think even Mike Rowe talks a little bit about that mm. the way I heard it. Um, yeah, I had to come from somewhere because yeah. you hear people that use chiropractic services and, and they don't have anything bad to say. Right. Yeah, it was an intentional. Stereotype. Yeah. yeah, it was a, it was a money-based buyout and then a smear campaign uh, that started with the rise of the pharmaceutical companies uh, way back with the Rockefellers. That's interesting. And I think just being in the holistic alternative medical care, whatever you want to call it, there are definitely people who like to feud with other people, whether it's in the med medical profession, medical doctors, MDs, PTs, whoever it is. So some of that might stem from that too, just the feuding or arguments that people like to get into. But other than that, I'm happy to hear most people you've talked to have had good experiences. Yeah. Now, I've gotten to get treatment at your clinic multiple times. Yeah. And it was awesome. Thanks. <laughs> um, I've, I've been to several chiropractors. I've had okay response from some, but I think I saw the biggest difference going to you. And for the first time ever, I tried dry needling. Yes. Which totally That was super fun for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have this crazy knot in my left shoulder. I'm sure it's from when I broke my clavicle a long time mm -hmm. ago and comp compensatory patterns from there. Uh, but but nothing has ever made a difference. But after the first treatment of dry needling, it was half the size. And that's never happened. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. So can tell us a little bit about dry needling, what it does, why it's helpful, who it's right for. Yeah. So dry needling, uh, most people are at least familiar with acupuncture. So we use the same needles as acupuncture. But our kind of schools of thought or philosophies are totally different, where acupuncture is going to be more focused on kind of channels of the body and meridians and really only going into the superficial skin. With acupuncture, we get directly into the muscles that might be tight, might have trigger points, pain, different things like that. We're able to target those specific muscles, get inside them, unlike we can, you know, do with any other technique. If we use our hands, we can't actually touch that muscle directly. So 
with the needle, with dry needling, we're able to get in there and actually make a change. A lot of times what we see is a relaxation of that muscle, decreased tightness, decreased pain, all of that. I think the majority of people can benefit from it if you've had... If you have a muscle that's bothering you a lot, the traps are super common. People have super tight, tense traps. That can be a good one. But really anything that either feels tight, is tight, has trigger points, even pain, it can be good for a wide variety of kind of musculoskeletal stuff. Yeah. So if I were to summarize it, the dry needling is going, actually hitting actual muscle and causing it to either contract and eventually release. Yep. And acupuncture is just trying to stimulate the nervous system. Nailed it. Yeah, pretty much. And we can stimulate the nervous system too. So stimulating some of the receptors in that muscle can send a signal to the brain to get that muscle to relax. So in that aspect, yeah, we can both touch on the nervous system, but in general, yep. So this isn't probably for like soreness after a workout or anything. How do you identify that, oh, I could benefit from dry needling? What does that feel like? (laughs) Definitely like doing an assessment and a combination of kind of the patient's history, what they tell me, what's bothering them. And then I'll, I'll also assess the, the body as a whole, but as well as like local parts and local muscles. A combination of what the patient tells me and what I'm feeling with my hands and going through different motions, I can kind of hone in on what muscle might, might need some work, what muscles tighten is limiting certain movements, motions like that. Is it painful? Did it hurt? No, it didn't hurt. It's a funny sensation yeah. uh, when the muscle spasms. <laughs> I, I thought it would feel like if like a stingray's flap flap just smacked you. It's kind of what, what it felt like when the muscle spasm. But no, it wasn't painful. And then one of the assessments used for me was mobility assessments. You saw I was super restricted on the yeah. left side. Yep. And if it's more of a chronic thing, I guess you go, hey, this isn't a soreness. Maybe this is something we could try a, another method. For. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And a lot of people see good responses. So it's usually in my opinion, at least worth it to try for a lot of people. People have responded really well to it. So it's usually my go-to for any type of soft tissue, muscular issue for sure. Yeah. And then we even took it to another level and uh, we had a a low voltage electrode added to it. And that was a fun sensation. Yes. Yeah. 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 You can, I usually describe it. It's like usually a deep ache, especially if that muscle is, you know, either painful or tight because it is pretty deep in there, but it's not like getting a, a shot or an injection. The needles are very small. They're small, flexible needles. So it's usually not as intense of a pain, but it is a, a weird, different feeling. Yeah. yeah. But it's pretty cool because I'd had this chronic knot for at least eight years. I mean, it just never really went away. Therapeutic massage didn't make it go away. All kinds of stuff. I've had injections. I've had you know, way back when. But, but no, one treatment of dry needling is half the size and got a lot better. So. Love it. <laughs> are there certain conditions that are like... A short, maybe a handful of treatments, maybe one treatment can fix it. And then are there other kinds of things that you're in for a a more regular treatment plan? Yeah, so it totally depends. And it definitely is a spectrum like that. I usually tell people within anywhere from two to four kind of dry needling sessions, we should be seeing some type of change in that muscle, whether that's tightness, tenderness, pain, anything like that. That being said, some people, either with their job or with their activities or workouts, they like to come in just like once a month and just helps them feel good. So, yeah, it, there isn't a specific condition, but there is definitely a range of treatments and different things that can help with. So I've, I've only been to a chiropractor once and I just yeah. got an adjustment. It was like a first assessment. It was quick. I was in there and cracked and I felt better mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So what's the whole purpose behind an adjustment when it comes to the kind that I got was I got on the table. He put me in different positions and then breathe out. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> like there's a series of cracks kind of stuff. Like what I know that when I cracked my knuckles, because I looked it up once, it's like releasing synovial fluid or something. Yeah. Like what's the purpose behind an adjustment where you're cracking somebody? 
Yeah, so you got it. So basically, yeah, if you crack your knuckle, you're going to hear that same sound. And what that is basically an air bubble being released from that that joint, that synovial fluid. So that's all the sound is. However, it is a little bit different when we're adjusting the spine. Um, An adjustment, manipulation, mobilization, they go hand in hand for me. I use those words interchangeably. But what we really assess for is just motion and mobility through the spine as a whole, but also through the specific segments. Five segments of the low back, 12 of the kind of middle back, and seven of the neck or cervical spine. So as we as chiropractors, we assess kind of segment by segment. If something's stuck or restricted, that's an indication like, hey, we could, that area could use an adjustment. So that's what that's doing. It's just applying motion to an area that's stuck or restricted. How long does it take? I know my knuckles can crack again in 15 minutes. Like how long does it take for the air pockets to build back? Yeah, same deal. I I wouldn't adjust somebody every 20 minutes, but (laughs) it is the same deal where that air bubble takes a little bit of time to reset. But however, the adjustment's going to last longer and it's going to do more than just cracking your knuckles. Now, this might be a good time to mention one of the things I think that sets you apart. I've been to a lot of quote-unquote crack shacks where it's just the adjustment <laughs> mill. You have to say something else. <laughs> crack shack is an actual place. Oh, I forget. And they may be great. I've never experienced them. I forgot that's an I actual forget. name of a company. <laughs> it's okay. So uh, crack shack, if you're listening, I, this is nothing to do with you guys. But I've been to places where it's like a mill and they just run you through. And there's not a lot of emphasis on keeping the adjustment in place. And what I thought was so cool about your practice is the first thing I saw when I walked in there were tons of bands, weights, dumbbells, because you're really interested in adjusting the musculoskeletal system that keeps them from needing another adjustment over time. Yeah, for sure. So something like that, where it's maybe a shorter visit, all you're getting is the adjustment. Um, That can be super great and super effective. I just like to dig a little bit deeper and address kind of different problems. I tend to see my patients maybe less frequently, but for a longer duration of time per visit. Addressing the joints and adjusting the spine is great. I just like to address a little bit more. So I'll always look at kind of the muscles and address those with whatever soft tissue work want to do. But then also just look at strength, uh, mobility, stability, see what's lacking and see what really caused the problem in the first place, right? A lot of times somebody might get adjusted, but then this might all come back in, in months and they, no, the root cause never really got addressed. So that's really what I like to dig into and, and solve so that people don't really need the long term. Giving them stuff to do at home, exercises, stretches, stuff like that to keep everything away and really solve the problem. Yeah. Now, let's say somebody comes in with the, probably the most common thing my clients run, run into is sciatica. Yeah. What are some of the things you're looking for? What does what a treatment plan look like? And what could they be doing from a strength uh, standpoint to fix some of that? Yeah, super common. And the the terms I hear that, you know, people who think they may have sciatica is pretty funny, but um, definitely doing an assessment to make sure it actually is sciatica and it's yeah. not something else. Sciatica coming from the lumbar spine, a nerve's getting either entrapped or impinged on somewhere and it's causing kind of symptoms down the back of the leg. So the first part is, you know, really dive into the cause and the problem. And then from there, always looking at what's causing it. Is it a mobility deficit? Is it a strength deficit? Is it tight muscles? It can be a, a variety of things, but definitely a lot of test and retesting. So we can do things like nerve flossing, pulling on that nerve different ways and getting that nerve to free up, looking at strength and stability of the glutes, of the low backs, of the hips, stuff like that. So in general, I have a few go-to exercises or movements that I put people through to see if they help and get relief initially. And then, but yeah, there's definitely usually a strength component or a weakness component in that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what a great step to to see a chiropractor who understands those things before getting an MRI and spending thousands of dollars 
And now when somebody comes in with something like that, how many treatments until they feel relief, do you think? Can they leave that day feeling better? So it's typically somebody who has sciatica has typically had it for a while. So it's probably not going to be a one-time fix. But in general, um, most people feel some type of pain relief anywhere from three to six visits. We can get those pain levels down to a manageable amount. And then usually past that, within 10 visits, we can take care of everything and get everything back to normal. But it totally depends, right? In case-by-case yeah. case basis, for sure. Usually a few visits to figure everything out, get you back on track, and then keep it from going back in the long term. Yeah. Hey, Fire Within Nation. Has this ever happened to you? You go online to find a quick recipe for mashed potatoes, but first you have to hear about Grandfather's Farm in 1929. When I was a boy. <laughs> the first time you had a potato, and like six and a half chapters later, you get to the ingredient list. Tasted like dirt. Drives me nuts. So me and Joe have worked to solve that issue for you. If you head to firewithinnf.com and check out the recipe section, healthy recipes, following the Fire Within way. And it's just the recipe, no blog, you're welcome. You'll find recipes like steak chimichurri. There's a bananas foster smoothie recipe. There's a sourdough French toast. Lots of healthy things. Make your own ranch dip and, and tons more. So head to firewithinnf.com. Check out the recipe section and enjoy. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not meant to be used as medical advice. Consult your doctor before implementing any health or exercise changes. The Fire Within encourages you to do your own research and aims to spark interest and motivation to a healthier lifestyle. What are the most common reasons people come to visit you? Ooh, um, a lot of... CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> no, a lot of neck pain and headaches. A lot of people working from home or who work from a desk all day are doing a lot of sitting. I see a lot of neck pain, upper back pain. Say. Yeah, that's... You just sit around all day like, staring at a screen. <laughs> that's definitely the most common. Um, I bet a lot of people just feel like they're just sore all the time mm -hmm. and they never think to go to a chiropractor. I yeah. I put up with it. She, she sits in front of her computer and works like many Americans. And it doesn't take enough breaks like many Americans. And she had just back pain all the time. And it mm -hmm. got bad enough that she was like, I got to do something. And she was like, we're Midwestern. And I think the, the chiropractor thing is worse in the Midwest. Maybe that's closer to Rockefeller. I don't know. <laughs> but she was like, all right, well, I got to do something. So she goes and she sees the person. The first time she was skeptical, you know, time goes on. A couple of weeks go by and she's like, I'm fixed. I feel great. Yeah. And then now her back hurts again because she stopped going to the chiropractor. I'm like, well, you stopped going to the chiropractor. I don't know how it works. Like, is that why? Like, Yeah. So, yeah, the neck and upper back thing, it's unfortunate, but a lot of people just live with pain and accept, oh, I guess this is just how it is. So that's one of my favorite things is teaching people and helping people get better and feel really good so that they don't have to feel like that every day when they're at work. And, yeah, as far as going back to the chiropractor, a lot of times what happens is maybe the exercises or stretches or different things they're supposed to be doing at home, they feel good so they're not doing those things. And then not checking in as well and addressing all those things as well can make it come back. But a lot of people feel really good when they come in once a month just to keep everything in line. So that's usually what I recommend for those type of people. But again, it just depends. Yeah, so they had a, they had my wife bring in pictures of her workspace and like yeah. had oh, wow. her adjust like the height of her screen mm -hmm. and, and bought a new chair and stuff yeah. like that. And it really helped. Yes, for sure. Especially, obviously, we're two years into COVID now, but the amount of people that come to me and are either like working from their kitchen counter or in bed or you know, a, a stool for their chair. It's, let's get the setup right first. It's only been two years, though. Yeah. Maybe, only that, <laughs> Maybe we'll go back in office. <laughs> yeah. I want to know about cupping. Yeah. I, I think I understand the premise, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that cupping basically gets increased 
blood flow, which is going to, you know, help the, the tissues and improve and get relief. Is that basically right? Yeah, in a general sense. And and increased blood flow is, I don't know, I feel like sometimes it's a buzzword, but it really is true. You're pulling up on the skin and the tissue and the muscles and the fascia and everything in that layer. And you're bringing a lot of blood flow to the area. But more than that, when you are pulling up on those tissues, you're creating a better glide for those tissues. So oftentimes people who just feel chronically stiff and tight, you can really get the muscles and the skin and everything to, to move better. Decompresses the area. A lot of people just like how it feels. And then you get some, some cool marks on you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, shoot, uh, I shoot videos for local businesses and I was doing it one for somebody that does cupping and uh, we were short a model, so I just filled in for that part. And then when I got home, I was like, I shot a video, honey, because I had a circle on my neck. It looked like the world's most perfectly round mouth gave yeah. me a hickey. It was, uh... yeah. <laughs> Can we tell the pod match story? Is that okay? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we use this uh, subscription service called Podmatch. For guests on the show. Yeah, it helps okay. Brandon get booked, and then it helps us book guests, and Brandon uses it, and I use it for some other clients as well. Okay. And the charge shows up on my Visa card. I get my business card or whatever for the first time, and my wife calls, and she's like, hey, she's acting a little awkward. She's like, oh, I'm just going to ask, like, did you get a subscription to Match.com? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, No. <laughs> And I was like, what does it say? And she said, oh, it says pod match. Like, oh, that is funny. Yeah, I do have to warn people. I'm like, you will have marks from this. So if your partner or somebody asks, I didn't beat you up. This is very normal. They're not bruises, like in the general sense that we would think of. They're not like painful to touch, but it definitely with that increased blood flow leaves mark. Do you have the kind of cups that you put on? Do you, do you put like flame in them? And then I do not do the fire cupping. Kind of no, fire I'm not playing with fire. I use the, the general vacuum or suction cups. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I had a pet octopus, could, could, could it just wrap its no, skin? Uh, now, what's the difference between the effect you get from cupping and something like grass thin or scraping techniques? So they're all soft tissue techniques that really address the muscle. So it honestly just depends on the person and a combination of what they prefer and what they respond to, because they're all doing very similar stuff. In my opinion, grasping or, or the scraping is a little bit more intense. So yeah. if I really need to get in there and break through some stuff, like that might be my go-to. But I'd probably start with something like cupping or even dry needling to start a little bit lighter and see if we can get a response. There's another service that you have listed on your website. It's motioncarolina.com. Yeah, you got services. it. There's a uh, you have taping, and I've always wondered what this is for. I think I, I saw it the first time. Like, I first saw cupping when Phelps swam, yeah. and he was, like, yeah. covered with those welts. And then everybody in America was like, oh, what the heck is that? What's wrong with him? Is he okay? Oh, it's cupping. Okay. The first time I really saw people using taping, I think, was also during the Olympics. The volleyball players yep. always had themselves taped up. And I don't have any idea what that does. It just seems like it's like duct tape, decorative duct tape. Off, it's like back. It's like I thought at first. I really thought they were covering tattoos. I thought like the <laughs> Olympic committee was like, no, no tattoos. Yeah. But I guess it has. What is the medical purpose of taping? Yeah. So to be honest, like before I really got into this and knew anything, I thought it was BS. I was like, what is that doing? I had yeah. no idea. I was like, I think it's in people's heads, but um, it's not. It's definitely not my go-to. But for some people, it's the right thing and it's what they need. But in a general sense, you're taping, in a, taping an area that's maybe hypersensitive, maybe painful. So you're really putting that joint in a position, applying that piece of tape. It has just feedback to the nervous system. So it's almost a reminder to the body to move a certain way, to move the right way. And it, that's, in a general sense, that's really all it's doing. It's nothing crazy, but more of anything, it's just a reminder of kind of how to move and training that nerve, yep. nervous system. Now, if I remember right, the tape will pull the fascia in a specific direction. So you have to do it right. 
Depends who you ask and what system you use. In a broad sense, if you're just going to tape in any direction will help, but there is definitely a way to tape that will help more. Okay. I've never had it done to me, but I know when my mom had all kinds of issues with her hip and sciatica and stuff like that, she eventually had hip surgery, but for pain management until it got there, the taping really helped. Chiropractic care absolutely helped and saved her quality of life for years until she was able to get the surgery. But I know it made a big difference for her. Yeah. And it's all about finding the right combination for the patients, right? There's a lot of different techniques we use and, and there's a lot of factors that come into play. So it's just finding what works for you. So one of the things I want to ask you is what made you get into chiropractic? Is that a word, chiropractic? It is not, but I think you just made it one. All right, it's a word now. <laughs> I've heard that word. We've both heard that made-up word. Dictionary <laughs> chiropractic. <laughs> Growing up, I I never went to one. Even through undergrad, I didn't knew I didn't know what one did. I was clueless. But I went to undergrad for exercise science, and I knew I wanted to end up in the health and wellness field. I guess you could call it eventually. I ended up meeting a chiropractor who was like, "Hey, you should actually look into." Working for one, I think you'd really like what they do. And so I just got a job working for an awesome practice. And they had a lot of chiropractors, physical therapists, massage therapists in-house. And I worked as a chiropractic assistant for nine, nine plus months. And I just loved what they did. I saw them get so many people out of pain, so many people better. And I just loved that patients were excited to come to their visits. They weren't dreading it. It was just an awesome environment. So right then and there, I applied to chiropractic school and rest is history. Yeah. I've experienced that with my clients, too. They're like, I can't wait for my chiropractic yeah, appointment. Yeah, for sure. It's awesome. Yeah, big time. <laughs> it feels a lot different than a doctor's appointment. I yeah. can't wait to go sit there for 45 right. minutes. Right. Yeah. And wait to get called on. Yes, for <laughs> yeah, sure. So you could talk to me for 30 seconds and prescribe some naproxen. That's not always the case. <laughs> no. I've also had some good orthopedic experiences. Now, if somebody's looking to make a healthy change, whether it's chiropractic related, just in general, what are the top things you would tell them? Yeah, it's a great question. Where do I go with this? So the first piece of advice before even any specifics would be to really focus on the long term and to start slow, right? A lot of people want to make a quick fix, a quick change, but it's really about the long term and creating sustainable habits that are going to be manageable long term instead of making a ton of changes that's going to go out the window in a month. So I always tell people to start small. What that's probably going to look like is exercise, movement, nutrition, hydration, and then sleep and stress. So those are the three avenues I would go to. So starting with kind of movement or exercise, start doing something. If you're doing nothing, start walking. Start walking a couple times a week for 30 minutes and and then build up your tolerance and kind of add to that. Adding in weights, stuff like that. Seeking out people like you to help. Give them guidance and, and things like that. As far as nutrition and water, same thing, start small. So if you're if you're drinking a ton of pop and you should cut it out, you don't need to cut cold turkey, but maybe start adding in water or add in some vegetables, things like that. So small changes that are going to be sustainable. And then that's a Midwest thing, just as another Midwester. Pop. pop. Yeah, we call you it pop. Me. Yeah, down here it's soda. You caught me. Why? Is it because the bubbles pop? Or is it the pop? <laughs> well, we were told. We were told. Yeah, I, I, we didn't argue. <laughs> they like, do you want pop? We said, yes. It's delicious. Sweet, delicious <laughs> corn syrupy goodness. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> No, so yeah, nutrition and then hydration, like I said, mixing water. And then I guess my third thing would be sleep and stress. So again, small changes. If you're sleeping six hours a night, try to maybe create a bedtime routine that can get you to six and a half, trying to find things like meditation or yoga or reading or nature that maybe decrease your stress level. Stuff it's really like that. boring TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Calm, the meditation app, has a show on HBO Max. Really? And I can't make it through a half an hour episode if you turn it on at night. <laughs> like conk out? It's just like a bird. Watch this bird. 
<laughs> flappy, Look at flappy, the burgers. Flappy, flappy. And then it's got celebrities who narrate it, which, you know, <laughs> it's all right. I was Morgan Freeman. I'm down with that. They are pretty big name celebrities. I don't think he did one, but yeah. I could listen to him all day. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot different than watching Yellowstone. Not falling asleep with that. Ooh, but that's that's good. That's good. Good for the mental health to get into some of those Netflix binge worthy binge worthy shows. For there sure. we go. <laughs> Escapism. So what what's the best content? How can people find you? Yeah, so my practice is in West Cary. My website is www.motioncarolina.com. All my information's on there. Email, phone number, and then Instagram is Motion Carolina Cairo. So any of those places. Would best cool we need to buy the url chiropractic chiropractic or chiropractic that might be available chiropractic i I googled it and looked it up and somebody said how do you spell chiropractic and then the answer was like chiropractic (laughs) (laughs) very like snarky google snippet like not not a word (laughs) you don't i i give my strongest endorsement if you're looking for chiropractic care um and you're in the area definitely check out motion carolina with brooke I have nothing but good things to say. I really appreciate the dedication to fixing the problem. And your model isn't by keeping them looped in. It's by fixing them and getting a referral, uh, which I think is the right way to do things. That's the goal. Thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. If you did, go check us out at firewithinnf.com and sign up for Refuel, a weekly email with recipes, videos, and tips to stoke the fire within. Also, you can join the Fire Within community by being added to our Facebook group. And don't forget to follow us on social media.